0: Terry Mom Talk Radio, we know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. Now, in our 16th season, with over 500 episodes in 17 countries, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd.
1: everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Dee Dee Lake and we are going to talk all things publishing. We're going to talk about being part of the military community and even if you're not part of the military community, you're going to love what we're talking about today, which is near and dear to my heart. It's writing, it's reading, it's creating, it's all those delicious, good things. We're here today with Dee, Dee Lake. Now, Dee, Dee, you've written four books. Two of them are available and two are coming out. Tell me about your titles.
2: Uh, it's exciting because the, the title, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited <laughs> sure. to be here. Uh, the series is called Rules of Engagement and each one we so we wanted to have a play on the word because it's, it's a christian romance or you know inspirational romance so we wanted to have that engagement but also the military part of it so each of our um... Stories are Operation Camouflage Christmas, Operation Allegiance, and, like, and Allegiance, the second book, you know, he's trying to figure out the main character if he wants to have his allegiance to God, country, or love. And so he's, that's his struggle throughout. And I think, you know, it's a lot of our struggles too. So each one is something like that. So we've
1: got skirmish and reconnaissance the other, other two. I love that. I love that. Now, tell me, how did you get? You have to come from a military family because nobody writes military romance unless they've had that experience, or exactly. at least they shouldn't maybe. <laughs> right,
2: right. I've I have read some things that are like, mm, nope, you you don't know military things. Um, I grew up a Navy brat, was born in a Navy hospital, uh, and moved around my whole life. And then I married an Army guy, so of course Army Navy days are not really the you know football games are not not our best day. But since I've been an Army wife longer than I was a Navy wife, I mean, Navy uh, child, I have to go for Army. You know, Sure. There sure. you go. Yeah.
1: There you go. So, you know, I think it's interesting, Dee, Dee because, you know, military books <clears throat> are written, they're read by anybody. You know, there's there's all sorts of military thrillers out. There's all sorts of things. But I do think it takes a specific person to craft a military, whether it's a military thriller, a military romance, a military inspiration from the inside out, how much of your own experience is put in your books? It's hard to answer that because it's just
2: who you are. You know, it's like trying to separate chocolate out of chocolate milk. I mean, you're just, it's all one thing. And so for me, that's, it's just who I am and how I write and how I look at the world um, too, because of growing up that way. As far as actual, like my own experience, I married a pilot. The second story is about a pilot, an army pilot. So that's probably about as close to it as, you know, real life was. But um, I I think my co-writer and I, Susan Baggins, and I really wanted to highlight military lifestyle. And so our story is not so much about the military mission, as it is those people that kind of all around the periphery that, you know, it's the wife, it's the kids, you know, it's the, the in-laws that come in, you know, that are involved
1: that, um, that are connected to that military member. So that's, right. that's they're the historic. ones that never get the awards. Let's be honest. <laughs> they're, they're not there. Like they might get the flag if somebody dies. But more often than not, we celebrate the, you know, not to take anything away from, you know, when we celebrate the soldier, or the airman or, you know, whoever whoever we're celebrating. But there's lots of sacrifices made by the people around them. And I always call the unsung hero is like the long term girlfriend or boyfriend of someone in the military because they're not recognized. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only recently did Blue Star families start recognizing non-married, you know, kind of domestic relationship partners. And I think it's interesting to to look at this because a lot of times we have an experience in reading a book that can also help us in our life. And that's kind of the secret, sneaky self-help aspect in some of these books, like, how did my character solve this problem that she's having with her in-laws or with her family, with her children? Um, You know, I think that it provides a great service to the military community for us,
2: we wanted to have all of our characters, their main characters to have a, an arc, you know, so you saw them, you know, struggling with something in the beginning and kind of how they struggle. Maybe they had a little bit of a victory, but at the end that they've been able to manage that. And for me too, um, I didn't, when I was growing up, I really didn't hear because I grew up mostly in Spain and wasn't around like cousins or grandparents or whatever to take you to church. And so the whole aspect of faith wasn't part of my life.
1: Dee Dee, I'm just gonna jump in here for a minute. You know, we're talking to Dee Dee Lake about military publishing, and today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And for those of you that are online, go ahead and visit BetterHealth.com slash militarymom today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp hel com slash militarymom Now we're talking about when our job or our career or the thing we want to do conflict with big areas of our lives. And in today's episode, we're talking about the military family and reconciling faith, you know, within the writing community. And this is where I think BetterHelp really shines, that it can come in and you can work with a therapist that can help you integrate the many parts of yourself and set up boundaries and set up coping mechanisms when you're in an environment maybe doesn't support what you're doing or what you're doing doesn't support your values and beliefs. You know, know, it's not always easy to just change these things. And that's where a therapist really comes in to help you. You know, you can learn coping skills. You can learn how to set boundaries. You know, you can bounce back from major trauma. There's so many things they can help you with. And goal setting, you know, if you want to change your career. I personally have used a therapist for all of these things and have been very open about it because it's improved my life so much and the life of my kids. You know, because your career is not in alignment with your values. These are all great things to work with a therapist for. And what I love about BetterHelp is it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So if you want more balance, visit betterhelp.com militarymom today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash military mom. Now you were talking about the changes you made when you got married and you guys started to go to church.
2: When I married my husband and we started going to church we wanted to see how can we have our faith and still be around the military you know right. and, uh, and so that was important to us and and we kind of joke around that uh we're actually missionary or we're missionaries on the government's dime because it's right. everywhere you know and we would just be who we were uh, as far as like the unsung heroes too I always say that I served way longer than my husband did he did 30 years but uh, at that point I had done 50 because I You know 20 was as a navy brat right uh, yeah so that's that's kind of what we're thinking
1: yeah no you know it's very interesting i want to talk to you too about you know i think success leaves clues and you know you've you've written two books you've got two more coming out how do you How do you go about your day and i i love this thing because you know sometimes i go on youtube and i i watch these things where somebody you know lived the life of edgar Allan poe for a month or they did you know andrew huberman's morning you know ritual for 30 days and i i watch these things and every time i come up with just another good tidbit that helps me in my day and you know we have a lot of you know writers listening to this show tell me about your writing protocol. Like, do you have a specific office where you write? Do you have a specific time? Do you have a word count? Like, how do you structure the mechanics of your writing? I I love that question. Because
2: for me, when I get out of bed, and I know that that's a work day, and I put that in quotes, a work day for me, because I work from home. um, It's still work, you know, Um, I get up, I make my bed, get all, you know, dressed and ready. And then I say to my dog, okay, it's time to go to work. And we walk, down the little hall, like four feet, five feet into my office. And we go in my, and so it's getting myself ready to work by saying, come on, let's go to work. And she comes in and she sits my golden doodle, sits on the chair, watches me and, and I write or, you know, do marketing, whatever it is I'm doing. But in my office, I never do anything in my office that is not work related. So whether that's marketing or writing, editing, whatever it is, I never, I don't even have games on my computer. You know, it's, it's always, just work i don't uh surf facebook to or or whatever any of the social media platforms um in here now i do later on you know during the day but um but just for if i'm on it during the day or during that time um it's me purposely saying okay i'm working on marketing i'm working on you know uh, networking or you know whatever that is but for so that to me is like uh sacred almost like this office is everything in here is built to uh be creative and to um keep me focused on work. So that that's important. I don't have a writing schedule necessarily versus a marketing schedule. Uh, I tend to be a little lazy getting up in the mornings and it's, I blame it completely on my husband. He brings me breakfast in bed. It's hard to get up out of bed. If somebody brings you breakfast every morning, um, I totally blame that on him. So I'm a little bit of a late riser. You know, I, I, I have this intention in my heart to get up like at 630 and be all hua and, you know, <laughs> RBY strong and all that. At about 830, I start rolling out of the bed and say, okay, it's time to go to work. Um, so, and I tend to, when I'm writing, um, I write everywhere, but, I, but I've noticed since I started doing my office only, um, I have a hard time writing anywhere but in my office.
1: Well, I want to talk a little bit about that operant conditioning because I find the same thing. And, you know, my kids give me a hard time because I have three, like, little offices. I have an office where I do my radio, podcast, interviews, editing, you know, YouTube, all of my things that require that. And it's in one space. And I have a dedicated computer for that then i have upstairs you know my kids moved out so i have extra bedrooms i still got one at home but i took one of those bedrooms and that's my creative writing it has my books on creative writing it has my you know, I do have a TV in there, you know, mostly to play a fireplace or music or things like that. And then I have in my bedroom and there's a little alcove. I have another computer in there because sometimes with my coaching practice, I have coaching calls at three in the morning because I have clients all over the world. So I almost killed myself coming downstairs at three in the morning. And I used to teach in London online. So I'd get up every day at 3.30 in the morning. So I decided, all right, I'm going to have this. But each one of them used to be kind of a michigash like a like a like an amalgamation of everything i was doing and when i would sit down i would like a heat seeking missile i'd go to whatever was i was getting paid for immediately right so i found myself going okay i'm getting paid for this i'm going to do this now i'm getting paid for this and then everything else wasn't getting done Mm -hmm. and i kept trying to shut my computer screens off and do this do that i couldn't do it so like i needed to separate me so i had one workspace that i you know i watch some of these youtubers and they're writing their novels in bed and i'm like the minute i lay down i am asleep like i am tired that place is for sleep now do i have an alcove off my bedroom that has a computer in there that i can work on yes but that's that's for middle of the night work that is not i don't go and sit up there during the day and like you i have structured places for things And then, you know, I'm even as, as ridiculous as I have a backpack for each one of my entities that I do. I have a coaching, you know, business that I run. I have my radio business, you know, and then I have my website business. So they all have their own lane because I think as moms, we cannot relax in our home. So if you go to write in the kitchen which I tried to do. You're like, okay, I'm going to throw these dishes in. I'm going to, oh, I can switch that laundry. You know, we can do all this stuff and we can get a lot done, but we're not getting the things done that we need to get done as opposed to like the kids laughed at me. They call it the pink office. We have the black office and the pink office. Uh The pink office is directly above me. And when I go in there, I am all about that aspect of my business.
2: Well, I do think that, you know, our brain, I don't know this for sure, but I've understood that your brain, you know, different places, different things come from. So like the orderliness that you need to do marketing and reaching out, connecting and all that is one thing. And then your, you know, your creative side of your brain or part of your brain is, um, you know, is different. So I, I, when I, I try never to do the same type of uh Two different things in the same moment. You know, right. so if I'm doing marketing, that's what I'm doing. If I come in to be writing, then that's what I'm gonna be writing. I also make sure that I have two different things. One is music and the other is visual boards. And so I love a whiteboard because for me that way it, it helps me be able to figure out, you know, plot lines or whatever, but it also helps me keep track of dates or important things that I need to, you know, to do or to who to call, those kind of things. And then the music, um, I love uh bluegrass music when I'm oh, nice. writing because I don't know any of the words, you know, usually they don't even have words, but it's the beat that's like really fast. It makes me type really fast. And I, you know, I don't know, I just, I like to play bluegrass music when I, when I write. But I think so everybody needs to find their own. Right, everybody,
1: to you gotta that. experiment around. And, yep. you know, so if you're trying to be the kitchen table writer, which I was trying to be for years, you know, the the, the simplicity of turning a little closet in my upstairs bedroom into a writing space you know, or allows me to do things more efficiently and everybody can laugh at you and go, wow, you have three different spaces. It's like, yeah, because I can't, you know, why do we go to work and have a workspace? And to come home and have a home space. Why then do we have a bedroom? Why do we have a bathroom? Because all different things are done in these areas. So if you're having difficulty focusing, especially if you have kids at home, if you have elder care or child care issues, you know, and your household is a zoo, carve out that space for yourself. Give yourself the best chance at creating what you want to create. Because I think juggling children and, and family and dogs and, and, you know, parents and, you know, all of the things that happen today, it's really hard. We live in an era of distraction. We can watch YouTube till the cows come home and Netflix and, you know, get up just to take a bathroom break.
2: Exactly. I had my uh, desk before I made this room into an office. I had my antique wood desk. I just love my desk and want people to see it. And so I had it in a corner of our family room. And I, one day my daughter, when her kids were little, little, and she came over to visit and she knew I was writing. I was like, yeah, I'm writing right here. This is me computer writing. And um, she came and put her little baby boy on my lap. And I'm like, how am I going to write this way? And then daughter is a year older, you know, it's like three, two or three at this point, comes over and she wants to do what Nana's doing. And I'm like, um, I was just getting so frustrated. I'm like, why doesn't she see what I'm doing here? And so I went over to her, I, was, I stopped and I went up and t- had a conversation with her. I said, hey, what what are you doing? I'm trying to write. She's like, oh, I know. And I was like, I can't write when they're on, you know, all around. she was like, oh, I didn't know you needed concentration because she had never written. That wasn't right. something that was part of her life. And so I think that really taught me at that point to teach people how to respect um, my space and what I'm doing. Um, so like if my door is closed, my whole family knows, be quiet. She's, you know, she's recording at this point, something, you know, either in a meeting or whatever, uh, my door's open. You're welcome to come in to chat with me if you need to. But even that they always ask me, you know, Hey, can, can you talk? Are you, are you busy? You know, whatever. Um, so I love that they do that, but I had to teach them that, but I also mm-hmm. had to respect it myself. So again, it go back it goes back to those boundaries of, you know, when I come in here, I work. They they don't see me get in here playing. They see that I'm working. And I had to teach my family that along with myself
1: right i mean because that's really tough you know as a single mom i was working in tech at home and i couldn't afford you know obviously fancy child care it's los angeles i barely had my head above water and i had this thing where i had two i had a playpen and then you know go ahead children protective services come after me now um i had a car seat that propped up against my filing cabinet so one kid would get strapped in the car seat with a book you know, a little playbook to look at. The other one would be in the playpen, being able to, you know, run around as much as they can. Then when they'd fuss, I'd start switching, you know, and I would switch them up so I could get work done. And then when they got older, I took all of the furniture out of my living room, except for a big overstuffed chair and had an ottoman. And there were toys and everything you could imagine. You know, there was even a little plastic play slide in there. And I gated off the rest of my house. And I would sit, I have pictures of it, me sitting, working, doing my podcast, doing my things. And the kids are playing and they're, you know, doing whatever. And we had snacks and water in there. And then the only other time I had childcare, Dee, is I joined a gym that had two facilities near me because you could drop the kids off at the gym play area for like $3 for three hours. So six bucks got me childcare here. And then I'd take my backpack and sneak into the bathroom and I would take a shower, I would do things. The last thing I did was do any workout on a machine I sat there and i would always take the handicap bathroom and i'd lay all my stuff out and i'd be in there on the toilet writing 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 and you know getting my work done the only thing i couldn't do was my phone calls but i used my local gym and then i would pick up the kids we'd get we'd eat lunch in the car and then we'd go down to the other gym down the hill where i would put them in and people are like wow you work out six hours a day and i'm like realistically i'm taking a shower and then working in the bathroom like literally you know and nobody ever said anything i did that for probably i don't know five six years i love that that's such a great idea
2: oh my god i mean your children are you know they're safe they're being protected that's that's and they're having a great time yeah yeah better than you telling them to shish you're trying to read or write or you know whatever so yeah That's right. You know, and
1: I, and kids actually, you know, and I will say this, you know, because I, I, I did it and I had a little light. I don't, you can see it over in the corner there. It's an on air light. And when I would turn that on, you know, the kids knew to be quiet. No, it wasn't perfect. And, you know, I had one of my kids during a military show. You know, start laughing hysterically, you know, but that's life. And if anybody ever gives you a hard time about working with children noise in the background, then tell them, don't ever call me from an airport or a restaurant.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
1: that was like my boom, you're not going to get this. And I think, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, but there also needs to be kindness and compassion for our young writers, especially, you know, if you have small children, if you have elder care and child care issues, and you have a full time job, like, at the end of the day, writing takes a long time, it is very laborious, you need to really love it, if you're going to do it, and take that time away from other things. And I think, if somebody had told me as a young mother give yourself grace i think i would have fared better not being so stressed out that i couldn't get my own things done right exactly
2: one of the things that i i like to tell people too is that if you if you're in a time frame or a season, because everything's a season, right? I mean, you know, different things go on, whatever that is, there's seasons. Um, if you're in a season that writing is really, really hard, then maybe that's a time to learn instead. So spend some time, you know, do a webinar a week, you know, that's an hour a week that you could, right. you know, do whatever it is so that you know that you're still moving forward in your writing career, because writing isn't just about the words, it's about the industry. You know, what, what's your purpose for writing and who are you writing to? Those kind of things, right? Uh writing what was it right. right,
1: and I'm, I'm doing the same thing it's not a season right now for me to sit down and write you know professionally so I'm reading Paula Mounier's writing with quiet hands how to shape your writing to resonate with readers because even though I don't have the bandwidth meaning the time the energy the everything to sit down and have wonderful great writing sessions I can sit there in the pickup line at school while I'm waiting for 20 minutes and work through some of the these, you know, either, you know, writing books, self-help books, or, you know, learning about story, structure, plot, character arc, you know, there's so much to learn. You can be educating yourself as you go. And then you don't feel so bad that you're not progressing in what you want to do in life, because we don't always have a choice, especially as mothers with kids. And you might be moving from post to post and you're like, great, now I've got a. know i got to pack up and move what can i do well whether it's a book a hard copy a kindle or you know any sort of reading device or watching any of these any number of youtubes or masterclass and all these different places you know audible has great books you could clean and listen while you clean you know the whole point is get creative literally creative about how to step forward and we're
2: creative beings so we can do that we're smart women we i mean Obviously, if you have that um, that drive to want to drive uh, to write, then you can figure this out. I mean, it's something that you it's it's doable, you know, to do. Um, another thing is to put yourself with other people that love to write. Um, yeah. That really makes a difference who you surround yourself with. Um, that They'll want to pull you up higher to the next level to challenge you to encourage you to, um, you know, be there when you're in tears, you know, ready to, you know, jump off somewhere. Um, so it's important to who you surround yourself with, too. I mean, if you've got mm-hmm. negative now, Nellie's on you, then tell them no, get, you know, get away from me. I'm, I'm doing this thing. So
1: Right. Right. Like our big sisters or our our mom writers, you know, that that have successfully, uh, you know, walked the walk before us, because like you said, that season, this might not be a season where you can complete things. So why beat yourself up and say, you know, it's never going to happen. I'm so frustrated or do what I do was try to stay up late and then get up in the morning and then you're no good for anybody. Right.
2: And some things take seasoning, like something that might be a, a good story. If you wait a while and you learn a little bit more and you you know connect a little bit more, when you go back to that story, it might still be a good story, but you can make it great at that point. Uh, I will tell you that the the series that we Susan and I wrote, the first book that I started writing was actually the second book that we published, Allegiance and Operation Allegiance. I started 32 years ago when we lived in Panama. And over the years, yeah, I told everybody, I was like, I'm right. The thing is, I told people that I was writing the book, which was good because over the years, those friends have checked in with me and said, hey, how did that go with your writing? Because they always saw me scribbling something. You know, I always had a notebook somewhere that I was writing and I kept those notes, which was good. Um, And then because I had so many notes, worked over it over the years, we were able to do a four book, almost, we really have six books worth of information to put in this story you know when so when the time came um i was ready you know i was prepared when the opportunity uh, came available
1: that love it. that i love that so if you guys love what you heard today go to ddlake.com and that's d-e-d-e lakecom Sorry, ddlake.com. You can see her books on there. You can find out where her books are sold. You guys are going to want to get a copy of this. And she inspires her readers to explore the ideas of faith and culture and looks at them through the lens of biblical terms. So if that floats your boat and you want to find out if love can outmaneuver the military, then she's your girl. You want to check these books out. Uh, Dede, I want to thank you for being my guest today her books out you'll be glad you did we'll be back again soon with another great episode
2: thank you also i do want to say it's dot com. so there's four oh, e's all together
1: yeah. four e's oh you're right d-e-d-e all right we got to do this together d-e-e-d-e-e-l-a-k-e thank you for that thank you for that we'll be back again next week with another great episode I will re- I'll oh, yeah. re-record yeah. that ending. I thought I said D-E-E-D-E-E, but I guess I didn't. But thank you yeah, for correcting I like, oh, me. No, there's extra ease. I wasn't sure like when to say it to
2: you or not. No, or you did
1: right. Just jump in and correct. Um I really so, enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Pardon me? I said I really enjoyed our conversation. This was fun. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And what we did was we wrapped in a little bit for everybody. So you got somebody who might want to read about the military lifestyle. We talked a little bit about faith. We talked a little bit about mothering. We talked a little bit about budding writers or seasons of writers. So, you know, that to me was a very, you know, anytime you want to come back and do podcasts with me on writing, that was a really well rounded. <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice by the end of the day. I've done eight of these today oh my gosh um I do them all in one day that's the other thing too don't oh, try to do a podcast a week I think that's insane yeah. I start at eight in the morning I go on the hour on the hour I take a break at 11 to 11 30 and then I take another break from four then I'm going to pick up more shows six seven and eight tonight Wow. so but what I'll do is I will get an entire queue like Q two, one two three four I'll get them done in one day Nice. It's massive scheduling, and -hmm. if somebody drops out, like when you said, like you joked and said, "Oh, I can't do the thing today," I'm like, "Too bad, so sad." That's fine. I'll pick you up (laughs) Q two, yeah, yeah, and put slot you right in. But if you approach it as a business, absolutely, you just you know, and then try to make it appeal to the widest demographic within your niche yes so i know military moms i get some 20-somethings i get some retirees i get some grandmas who are raising their kids while their daughters serve so you know that's kind of there's three generations that listen to my shows and i know a lot of budding authors listen and i think writing is great for the military career because it's mobile and portable so i'm always supporting people in that you know activity so trying to give in a 30-minute podcast a little bit for everybody and something concrete they can walk away with.
2: Yes, I like that. I always love it when I hear a podcast, I'm like, oh, I can do that. You know, right. like whatever that is, might be something little, you know, but yeah, definitely. Right. So well, if I you to take
1: to your writing way. experience with your, you know, with your, um, your life coaching, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a business coach by trade. My expression of it is helping people with websites, helping people with, you know, obviously their lifestyle. And I created a delivery system to advertise products. So I get paid for it. Mm. That's not, you know, people like to hear this. The, the public story is, you know, the thing I told you about Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, both of those are true, but I wasn't just going to make a, a, a podcast to support the military when I can't support myself. Right,
2: right. Absolutely. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'd love to uh, come back and talk to you. What do you think about like towards the end of the year when the last one comes out? And I'll know at that point more about what's going to happen with the next two books after that. So originally it was a six book, seven book series. And so uh, Cross River is kind of shutting things down a little bit. They're not closing, but just slowing down. I don't know if you know, Tammy's husband um, has brain cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So we're kind of like just sort of closing in a little bit. So it made our contract a little shorter. Um, but fitting on what happens with Shad and all that, we'll know more by the end of the year. So if you yeah, like but here's to... the
1: thing, you and I can be developing things like uh, my stuff is open source. When you get interviewed with me, you can have a copy of this and you can use it any way you want. I don't care. Oh, perfect. Like, perfect. you know, so this is not mine to use. Like I can use it. You can use it. Okay. Um, what I might encourage you to do if you're so inclined, because it would help us both. What if you put together thoughts for a 10-pack? Like we could do 10 little 30 minutes together. Think about what you would teach in writing for each one of those for a new or younger or a first-time military writer. Maybe we could do a second career, a moving family. Like Just think about those things. And maybe we do one on plot, one on story, one on whatever you want to do. Think of those things then we record them i can use a set for my stuff you can use a set for your stuff and you've got you're starting to build some traction and yes you can go to all other podcasts but because i know you and i like you and i think we're in alignment with values and vision Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we could help each other where i could get a good quality guest and you could get good quality interviews that go back and forth and instead of me introducing you as a guest i can say Didi and i are here together to talk about because my podcasts have been going 15 years nobody cares who my co-host is like you know what i mean they're like oh wait yeah. she was with linda now she's with Didi. no when yeah. we just do a 10-part series i did a 10-part series with lisa dietrich on the fruits of the spirit I have to say in 2013, we picked a fruit of the spirit each week to run. And we don't have to run weekly. You know, we can record these as whatever, but you figure out we can do two in an hour, you know, but if we're structured, like you give me the talking points, the structure, we'll do it together. But that, that um, fruits of the spirit that I did with Lisa Dietrich, that is still among my top downloaded. Oh, wow. who thought moms needed fruits of the spirit who thought they would want to listen to of of the whatever god i think i've done well i could tell you exactly i've done over 1500 hour-long podcasts Wow! and i know which ones popped that fruits of the spirit popped so if we did something from a christian writer military slant Teaching young writers and that this is a great thing for a PCS, I could deliver them out to the consumer like one every month, one every other month, but you would also get copies of the you know, I can give you copies of them. You can keep the music, put your own music to them, use them on your website, link to my stuff. I think that would get it. I might solve both of our, our not I don't have a problem with this, but I want to create something for military writers.
2: Yeah, I would love that. That'd be awesome. Um, And so could I use that in what you were saying earlier about creating a, a, you know, a course? Absolutely.
1: Okay, because here's the thing. Most digital courses have a little workbook. They have, you know, 10 videos. And if you want, we can do it camera ready video. Later, you know, like I'll just put makeup on and, you know, clean my yeah, too. <laughs> my <laughs> office and we could use the podcast on TogiNet. You could have the video files. I'll put them up on Dropbox. You could download them. You know, I've done this for a lot of people over the years. They use it in their business. I use it in mine. Winner, winner, chicken dinner.
2: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I that. think
1: we also have chemistry.
2: Me too. I enjoy enjoy talking to you. you know, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, that we it was a smooth transition other than I talked over you a few times and I apologize for that. That, That's
1: That's a normal podcast. If it isn't, it sounds stilted.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I do try to remember to stop after I've answered a question instead of keep on
1: going. It's like, okay pause pause yes that's the bloviating windbags that i interview and they're like they're going 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 but that's kind of fun sometimes because then i'm like i'm answering emails i'm doing my nails (laughs) i'm like in my journal writing things and they're just blabbing away doing your nails
2: you know whatever
1: yeah yep sounds good so when would you want
2: to get together again
1: I think well. I've got to go to New York on Tuesday. I'm working in New York City. I'm speaking and and doing a bunch of jobs there. Oh, and I come back on the 29th. So maybe we could look to start it the first week in May. That'll give you a couple of weeks to chew on some topics.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. So we bought a house in Texas. Near nice. San and so we plan on living in two places.
1: Great. For a while, uh,
2: we have grandbabies in both places. Um, nice. plan is to build a, a little what do you call that? A apartment, a mini apartment in our house that we live in here in Colorado, and then let our son live in the big park. But anyway, um, so that's all happening right now. Basically, the first week of May, I'll be down
1: in Texas,
2: so yeah, that'd be great, right? So, I'm actually, you
1: know, gonna make Thursdays goes- are my radio days. So, if you <laughs> look at your calendar, <clears throat> sorry, sorry. Google, let me pull my Google calendar up and then we'll just block out. Okay. Tuesday the 2nd, is what you're thinking? Thursday. Thursday is our radio day. So I'm thinking, uh, let me get New York, New York. I land on the 30th. How about Thursday the 4th? Okay. And how do you, how does two o'clock Pacific time to like, four we could see what we could knock out two to four yeah
2: yeah that'd be good um pacific time and i'm gonna at that point i'll
1: be in texas so so you'll be two hours later okay so that'll be your four two to five is your no not two to five what am i doing here sorry four to six yeah that'll be your my two to four will be your four to six okay um and then we'll we'll you know we'll just and the format will be the same of what we're doing we'll just um i'll just instead of opening it up i'll introduce it's sandra and Dee, and we're doing a writer's series for christian military authors love it, love it. Fun. and you'll video it and all that and we will be yeah, good. i've got all the equipment here to do it and you know yeah, and I'd... it'll help me too because i'm not getting i'm not getting done as much on my novel as i've wanted i did like five thousand words this month and i you know oh. i plotted it out and i did all my homework and stuff like that but it's just a matter of sitting down and actually writing it okay
2: all right, yeah i would love to sit with you that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. thank you thank you You're for welcome. doing that even just offering that i'm like blown away blessed so Thanks, Sandra. I appreciate that. Well, but yeah. that's
1: what we do. You know, we yeah. support each other. And here's the thing. I might be your first student. You'll never know. Yeah, You never know.
2: Hopefully uh, I'm going to see you published and you'll be all good.
1: I'll so, get there. Yeah. My to... my agent in um, in uh, New York, uh, she wants to have lunch and I'm like, oh. You know because i pitched her that story i think i told you about you know i pitched her that and they love it and they want to see a hundred thousand words and you know they paired me with a writer to model after and they've sent me all this stuff and i'm like oh, oh yeah i just can't lot. get everything done yeah it is
2: hard um so i started the story 32 years ago in 2014 i met susan baggins who's my co-author and she doesn't know anything about the military but she is has like 25 something books published uh, romance books and we became friends that first time we met at a conference and so over the years she would come and stay with me or you know whatever and and every year though that first year I pitched the story to her because she worked for a different publishing house and um she was like oh that's awesome send it to me I'm like okay I'm so excited and yeah I didn't and so every year she would we see each other she's like where's my story where's my story and finally 2018 she's like hey would you what do you think about a co-author I'm like uh yeah That'd be pretty cool, but who would want to do that with me? You know, not thinking that she would ever want to, because she was already this established author. And uh, so, yeah, we've done it together. And she lives in Wisconsin. I live here in Colorado. And so, yeah, that's That's another topic another topic that we can talk about is, you know, uh, joining forces with somebody, you know, yes. what your strengths is and her weaknesses or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's kind of cool. Do you want to create a contract or do you just want to no. be like, no big deal? Or,
1: okay. Yeah. Here's I'm the coming. thing like, we're just, um, you know, we're, we're both co-creators. If we're co-hosts, then Hello to me it's like we both own it and you know you can edit it the way you want and i'll edit it the way i mean i don't edit it i just run it the way it is because i think people like the naturalness of it the flow of it yeah yeah i hear people say they listen while they write like they're working on things they're doing dishes they listen to my show and i'm like Okay. Whatever floats your boat, but no, I, and I don't have ownership things over any of this stuff. So, you know, once I upload this today, I'll send you a link, download it. You'll have your copy. You can do with it what you will.
2: Thank you. Thank you. All right. I will meet you. I'll send you information before May 4th. And so you'll have stuff and we'll be ready for May 4th. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. Take care.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio want more information check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on itunes for more than 500 free episodes drop us an email or find us on facebook we are looking forward to another great discussion we hope you'll join us on military mom talk radio